had not the burn. If I wasn't rapping, lady, I would still ride Mercedes, grand and shiny, chillin' daily with no rest. You gotta feel it. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Go chain, yeah, win it. Go on, yeah, win it. Ain't stopping no limits. If I wasn't rapping, lady, I would still rob a Mercedes, man, and shine and chill and deal it. With no rest, you gotta pay me. Wait, wait, what a matter? Go chain, yeah, I'm winning. Go on, yeah, I'm winning. Ain't stopping no limits. If one more hater try to stop me, got that fire, messy Maya, tell me who gon' pop me. From the wire to desire, skating like it's hockey. I'm up out the window, got me feeling like I'm cocky. I don't need no club, we turning up right in the lobby. What's good, world? It's your boy A. Levy, man. I'm, I'm checking back in. Want to share some information with y'all on this Trophies podcast. It's been a while. It's been a while. It's always a while, man. I got to become more consistent with this, but it's a great time to be a Pelicans fan right now. Today is Saturday. We got this big game versus the Spurs at 4 o'clock today. Not 7 o'clock, not 9 o'clock. It's 4 o'clock today, which is awesome. The sun's still going to be out. I want to go and never have some prior engagements going on, but just uh, sitting up here looking at the current standings right now, and we are number nine. And this is probably going to flip-flop a few times, hopefully not, but right now we're number nine, and the Lakers are number 10, the Spurs are 11, and we are up. Uh, We are up one and a half games on the Spurs, and we played them today. And we are tied with the Lakers, but we have the tiebreaker. So we are in great shape. We just got to win out. The remaining schedule is actually the Spurs today, the Lakers. And we play the Lakers two times over this stretch. So we just got to win these games. That's what it is. Uh, There's nine games remaining. It's a lot of winnable games. All the ones that I'd be a little concerned about. We have the Spurs, the Lakers, the Blazers, the Lakers again, the Clippers, the Kings, Trailblazers, Grizzlies, Warriors. It's nine games that's very winnable, especially when you get towards the end with the Grizzlies and the Warriors. I would assume they would be trying to sit people out at that point, possibly maybe, as they head into the playoffs. We still trying to get in the play in. So they wouldn't risk having their players out there, having them in a really aggressive game. That amounts to nothing to them. The Grizzlies, they uh, they locked in their playoff seed last week or earlier this week. And I'm sure the Warriors aren't too far behind. So it's, it's nothing to, to really play for for them. So at this point, we just trying to beat the Blazers and the Lakers. And then the other game that I have us losing would probably be the Clippers. We playing at the Clippers. That's uh, April 3rd. But beyond that, it's a toss-up. We might split with the Lakers. Hopefully not. We could lose to the Spurs today. They, they play very tough. We should not lose to the Trailblazers. Shouldn't lose to the Kings. We got the Trailblazers twice. Should be in good shape. That's why, in my mind, 6-3 should be the worst-case scenario. But realistically, we can win all nine of these games. So that's pretty exciting. It's actually dope. Uh... What else is there to talk about? I don't know if y'all been online and checking out all of the greatness that is Pelican social media, but uh, Grub, DM Grub, man, he 
is a, a avid Larry Nance fan and has been. If you listen to the the Bird Rights podcast, you would uh is that the right podcast? I get them mixed up. Anyway, if you listen to their podcast, it's it's the Bird Rights. Uh, if you listen to their podcast, he has been trying to get Larry Nance here for a year and a half, easy. Ben. Ben saying that he is the answer. I want to say he was trying to get us to trade for him when he was with Cleveland, if I'm not mistaken. Saying he's a great role player, a great fit, uh, an adult. He's going to fill a lot of holes that we need. Ben saying this. And somehow Larry Nance found out about his, his uh about Grub's love for Nance. Grub love. Yeah, bars. But yeah, find out about his love and trying to get him to become a Pelican. And he's going to lace him up some tickets today, man. The signed autographed jersey off his back, the whole nine yards. You know, he's showing love. Then shortly after, I don't know who that guy is, but I saw a guy was like, man, hey, McCullum, they don't have any jerseys, any CJ McCullum jerseys in the store. Can you help me out with that? And he said, hold my drink. I got you. Pull up. Shoot me uh, your, your information in the DM. And I'll make sure you get a CJ McCollum jersey. Nobody does this. Beyond the fact that Josh Harden, Nikhil Alexander Walker sat courtside after the trade. Like, there's a lot of things that nobody does happening with the Pelicans towards the fan base and towards the team. They got amazing camaraderie, man. I'm loving it. Like McDonald's. Shout out to Pusha T. He came with the with the battle rap balls from McDonald's. He was spitting those saved up Drake disses that he didn't have and, and let all that uh aggression out on McDonald's. It was kind of comical. If you haven't heard it, man, Pusha T dropped a diss song uh for Arby's. Spitting at McDonald's. It's it's very entertaining somehow. I never thought that a sandwich diss song would be fire, but he did it. And he made uh made him like $8 million in probably 72 hours. $8 million in publicity. Their stock went up the whole nine yards. It was kind of crazy. But anyway, getting off subject here. Uh, Zion is back, kind of, sort of. He's in the building. He's with the team. He's on the sideline. He's in the city. He's uh, going to church. Doing all that cool stuff, man. So, uh, he here. That's a start. And for everything that he does positive, he does something that's negative or that could be interpreted as combative or negative. And it's just, it's, it's weird right now, man. Because uh, Shams, he dropped a report saying that Zion will not play this season. And the season is over in like two weeks, three weeks. That don't mean that he can't play the playoffs, but that was the report. That Zion will not play this season. So Zion said, Oh, word, I'm not playing. Hold up, bitch. I'm about to show you this highlight. So the very next day, he dropped a highlight of him uh, dunking on his surgically repaired foot between the legs. Dunk. I know y'all saw it by now. But he did that uh, and dropped it like as uh, in retaliation, pretty much, to be a little combative and. To say that you don't know what you're talking about towards Shams and likely Griffin or whoever who leaked this information. 
Zion in his camp, whoever, it was very deliberate. And they don't like being looked at as not being invincible. They don't like people talking about him in a negative manner. Or, it's not even negative because he was just telling the truth. But they don't like anybody saying stuff that could be viewed as a negative. So, that's what happened with that. So, it's... It's, it's nuts. It's highly unnecessary in my humble opinion. But what do I know, man? I'm just a dude talking to a telephone or cell phone right now recording a podcast. I don't know anything. Uh, Beyond that, let's see how long have I been on here. Beyond that, I really wanted to just share with y'all that our season, our team is dope, man. The CJ McCullum trade, it really worked out. Even Tony Snell worked out for like three games and then he went back to being trash. But Larry Nance, game one, even, even before the game, let's, let's rewind. Before he before the game started, before he was cleared to play and he's only played in one game, he's been helping them dudes out big time, man. He's been on top of Jackson Hayes. He's been in the locker room. And from all the information that I got on Nance, they say that he is a constructive asshole. In the locker room. He the, the right kind of asshole is going to hold you accountable. He's uh, cutting the same mode of, of a, a Draymond Green. Minus all the technicals. But he, he's a great locker room person. He's going to keep it a, a buck with you. Keep it 100. And he's just a very good person to have around your organization. And apparently that's a void that we had. And it's showing. It's showing, man. He, uh, people called him... A taller Josh Hart in a lot of ways, and I'm starting to see it. I'm starting to see it. It's starting to make sense. But now that he's on the court, man, man, I haven't been able to catch full games because I've been a little occupied, man. I, I got six jobs. It is what it is. But for the first time in probably eight years, I haven't watched a full Pelicans game over the last eight games. So that's saying a lot. And I completely, like, legit missed two of them. I watch every Pelicans game. I watch Summer League. I watch preseason. I watch the NBA draft. I watch college. I watch a whole nine yards. So it's been rough, man, these last couple of weeks. But anyway, I said that to say Larry Nance came out of the sky, man. He swatted somebody shit across the court. It was beautiful because we don't have any rim protectors. We got tall dudes. We have centers. We have athletic dudes, but nobody's a rim protector. So that's definitely a, a void that we can fill. And Nance coming in, he helps out because Jackson Hayes won't accumulate as many fouls. Herbert Jones won't accumulate as many fouls. Fatachunas won't accumulate as many fouls. So that leaves everybody with the ability to play a little bit more aggressive. You, If you got to scale off, by 10% or scale off, chill, lay back for a quarter. Or maybe to close out the game and not worry about accumulating a foul. Everybody, in theory, should have an extra 10 to 15 minutes of time to go hard. Because they don't have to worry about accumulating fouls. And they can possibly go hard on offense because you got somebody that can step in and play defense. So, Nancy, he helps in a lot of ways, though. On the court, he talking, helping everybody out. Great communicator. In the locker room, he for sure talking. Great communicator, making things happen. Active on social media. 
active with the Pelicans fans. Seemed to be a, a good dude, man. Hopefully, he's a, a long-term keeper. I believe he is. I think he, he on like two years or something like that. And Josh Hart is on two years. I heard from a little birdie that is not... <clears throat> yeah, fuck it, I said. I heard from a little birdie that Josh Hart possibly could come back next year. It's not out of the question. If it works out, it works out. But the Trailblazers, they more or less traded for Josh Hart for a body. And that's what we signed him to, a contract. So we can have a body to trade to match C.J. McCollum. So that happened. And he had a fake second year on his contract. It's like a team option. And the Trailblazers just wanted to accumulate contracts. So that they can get all these exceptions and stuff like that. TPEs, all that wonderful stuff. And they will. And they don't have to bring back Josh Hart. And they still will get a TPE. They're going to have a lot of space and a lot of exceptions to bring in a brand new roster next year with the Trailblazers. So they don't need Josh Hart. And Josh Hart, for what it's worth, is a role player. And they don't need more role players. But you know who do at this point? We do. The Pelicans do. The Pelicans could definitely use some role players that are tweeners, borderline starters. Josh Hart would be amazing coming off our bench right now. So, I don't know. That could be something that we, re- that we revisit in the all season. We'll see how that goes, man. Uh, Let's see. Beyond that, I just wanted to get out. I'm claiming them now. Give some props to David Griffin in the front office. I don't know what they did. And this is a New Orleans podcast, so I'm sure y'all are familiar with the Saints. But this uh this draft class is reminiscent of the year that they got like Ramchak, Camara, and uh what's that goddamn man? The other cornerback, uh shit. Marshawn Lattimore. Reminiscent of that year. And they even got Trey Hendrickson that year too. Uh but they killed it that, that year, more of the story. And this is almost the Pelicans version of it, the lightweight version of it. They got Herbert Jones, they got Jose Alvarado, and they got Trey Murphy. Trey Murphy is trending upwards. They did really, really, really good. We got Willie Green this year. We got CJ McCollum this year. We got Jonas Valanciunas this year. We did a, a lot of great things in twenty in the 2021-22 season. So, in my mind, this it, it reminds me a lot. Uh, the late, uh, not the Lakers. Why the hell did I say the Lakers? I fucking hate the Lakers. This reminds me of, a lot of the uh, of the year when the Saints got Elvin Kamara and they changed the trajectory of the franchise after having several bad drafts. They got it right and knocked it out the park. I think that is this year. That's what happened. So hopefully for the next season, it's a sign of more things to come, and nobody's gonna give us credit for having the best year front office and off uh off season and all that stuff is just not gonna happen because we were so far behind already and nobody's gonna give us credit from coming back after being one and twelve, one and thirteen and ending up with the record that we currently have right now. Nobody's gonna give us that credit. It's whatever. But we know if you're a Pelicans fan, you know that we came a long way. We had Stan Van Gundy, he was a, a huge cancer and had a lot of great players ready to check out 
So that's behind us now. And all of this is going on with the Zion stuff in the media. This is despite Zion. So it's a good time, man. So hopefully we could uh, compound this and have a great year next year in the draft. We got a zillion picks. Uh, we got our first round pick that's going to somebody. We ain't keeping it unless we end up with a top four pick, which is not likely. But our pick is going to either the Charlotte Hornets or it's going to the Portland Trailblazers. More than likely, it's going to the Blazers. We'll see. I don't know. I'll have to check on it again. But we we not keeping it. That's the moral of the story. But the beautiful thing, the caveat is that our pick, not our pick, the Lakers pick is scheduled to come to the Pelicans right now. They are the number nine seed, the Washington Wizards, and uh, who's that team? The New York Knicks, I believe. They are battling. They pretty much have the same record as all of us. Our think it's the Wizards, the Knicks, the Pelicans, and the Lakers all have the same record. So the more that the Wizards win and the Knicks win is the more the Lakers stay in that nine spot. I mean, or the 10 spot, whichever one work. And I'm talking lottery right now. I'm not talking a uh, record. I'm not talking about the seed in the playoffs. I'm talking about the lottery. And right now, I think they, uh, they have the ninth pick. So that would have that pick coming to the Pelicans. So that's two chances at that point for us to land with a top four pick, which we would keep. And man, oh man, I don't know what would happen if the Pelicans ended up with a top four pick. But one could only imagine. <laughs> uh, I don't see us going Chet Holmgren. Or maybe they do. I really don't know, but you got a uh, got Jaden Ivy. He's a monster. It's <laughs> got Ponchero. I think that's the dude name. You got some dudes out there, man. But the overwhelmingly most likely thing that they would do is trade that pick and try and get a star. I don't know who that star would be. But I think they were trying to get a start. And at this point, our roster is pretty nice. Like, you don't have to trade for a center. JV is, is good. He's solid. You can do better. But, like, who better? JV at the actual center position is probably top 10. So, like, who's better? It's, it's arguable if Miles Turner is better. He's better at things, but... I don't know if he's overall completely across the board a better player, but based on roster fit, you on a rim protector, Miles Turner might be an upgrade over JV. That could be a way. I wouldn't go that way with a number one pick, but maybe they do. Uh, or a number four pick. So they can look to move over JV. Uh, Devontae Graham, he could be upgraded. He's supposed to be on that bench, but even as a bench player, we can get his production for less money, I think. Like, you got somebody like Bones Highland on a rookie contract. You got Cole Anthony. You got all these dudes that are much more superior getting probably $3, 4000000 million a year versus Vontae Graham. I think he getting 10 or $11 million right now. So, we can do better, man. 
we could definitely do better. So that's two movable guys. You could flip those two contracts. I want to say that's uh, probably $27 million in, in, in contracts. And I don't have the numbers in front of me. But you could try and get Brogdon and Miles Turner in their pick in exchange for the number one pick or something like that. You can make it work. You throw in as many picks as you need, but that could be two players that you could look at getting if you land a, a top four pick. <clears throat> but beyond that, it's like your most arguably movable players are players that you would want to move in your big contract players because right now we in good shape, man. We are in good shape. Uh, Jackson Hayes, it came out this morning that ah, he's being sued by his former girlfriend. The the lady that he was with when all the stuff with the LAPD when he got in a fight or whatever and they said he was resisting arrest. He pled to resisting arrest and detainment or something like that. He's supposed to be sentenced or not sentenced in June. But she is suing him saying that he used to do drugs. Sounds a little eventual to me. He used to do drugs. He was in a drug-induced stupor and wanted to fight her. And he broke down the wall because one of his dogs attacked one of her dogs. And when he woke up out of his drug-induced stupor, uh, he was irate and tried to fight her for her phone and threw her downstairs and said that he threw a suitcase at her and all this stuff. Possible. I wasn't there. I would even say that it's probable. We know that he's immature. You know, that's been a thing for a while now that he got immaturity issues. But that's uh, some big allegations to walk back. So hopefully there's no truth to it and it's guilty until proven innocent. And if he is guilty of it, to some extent, I hope that this is a learning experience and that he doesn't put himself in this situation again and keep his hands off of females and control his anger. But that's been a worry that he's immature and he got anger issues, he's entitled, spoiled the whole nine yards. Don't mean he can't grow from it. I just hope he's not putting his hands on nobody's daughter. But, eh, that's a bad note to wrap things up on, but... It's looking good for the Pelicans Nation, man. Man, oh man. I can't wait. It's going to be a good game today, man. But I'm going to leave y'all with that. That was a high 20 minutes or so from me to you. That was my gift on a Saturday morning. Peace.